Welcome back to On The Spot. Here we are again this week. Glad that you're joining us. Whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on, uh, Stitch, uh, dude, I'm saying Stitcher, at the end of this month, or like next month, Stitcher, after 15 years of serving the podcast industry, is going to be no more. Wow. No more. Uh, so a lot of you may not even know what the Stitcher platform is, but for the OGs like myself, <laughs> thank you, Stitcher, for a good 15 years of serving the podcast industry. But anyhow, if you're on Apple Podcasts, Google, any of those, we appreciate you listening. Like, subscribe, rate, review, tell a friend. Thank you. Tell everyone. Shout it from the rooftops. Hmm. But I'm back with Kelly and Devin here this morning. Yep. We are talking on the spot, and Kelly and I are uh, taking matters... We're not taking them in our own hands. We're putting them in Devon's, and that's a little disconcerting. Yeah. But Devon is the one who's going to pick our topic for us today. Devon, what you got for us, man? I have a topic on brokenness. And uh, before we start, though, let's let's go to uh, just a word of prayer that God would just uh, minister. Father, we just thank you for this morning, and thank you for being able to, just to share. And if anybody's listening out there, Lord God, we pray that you minister to them as well as to us as we talk about this this topic of brokenness which you've talked about so much in your word and we just ask that you would minister to us and to them as well in jesus name amen amen i like how you said if anyone <laughs> is listening it's that's a good stra- clarification oh my god <laughs> that is a good clarification i was like but <laughs> i just felt like i started chuckling because i was like it sounded like i was like crying if, for help if if anyone has made it through <laughs> Up until this if point. If you passed, yeah. Please help. <laughs> yeah, it's like, if anybody's listening out there, help me. So anyways. As um, we have just displayed our brokenness <laughs> right there. Yeah, it's a good uh, word, hey, man. Man. Well, I have a quote I want to start off with. Okay. Taking my cue from Ben over here, you know, because I always love that he has some kind of quote there or something to share with us. So uh, this was a just a subject that, you know, as I've been looking at brokenness, what it is in our lives and how if we're not broken then we're not going on with Jesus and I, I just think that's so important yeah. and I want to key in on these things and I found a couple of quotes that just really kind of struck me I'm like wow and I want to discuss these quotes and talk about your guys's view on brokenness and how come it's so important to our Christian life that we have this attitude inside of ourselves so here's a quote and um, this is by Roy Hessian, and it says, In order to break our wills to his, God brings us to the foot of the cross, and there shows us what real brokenness is. We see those wounded hands and feet, that face of love crowned with thorns, and we see the complete brokenness of the one who said, Not my, not my will, but thine be done, as he drank the bitter cup of our sin to its dregs, so the way to be broken is to look on him and realize it was our sin which nailed him there. Then as we see the love and brokenness of the God who died in our place, our hearts will become strangely melted and we will want to be broken for him. And we shall pray, oh, to be saved from myself, dear Lord, oh, to be lost in thee, oh, that it might be no more I, but Christ that lives in me. And some of us have found that there is no prayer that God will so swift to answer as the prayer that he might break us. I was like, wow, man, that's that. That's just pray that one. <laughs> All right. So what are you guys' thoughts uh, on brokenness? Man, broken. Yeah. You know, uh, 
you know, I, I'm thinking of a couple of scriptures and Psalm 51, you know, uh, broken and contrite spirit, you know, and, and, uh, um, you know, my brokenness is what brought me to Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I never, you know, and, and that's the thing, you know, when to come to the foot of the cross in, in true repentance I had to be completely broken. I had to be destroyed. I had to, there, there could be no other, um, no other option. You know, that's what it took for me to submit to Jesus as my Lord was my complete brokenness. You know, I had, I had no other option except for Christ, you know, and I thought I'll give, I'll give this a shot, (laughs) you know, and it's probably more the other way around that he, he decided to give me a shot, you know, but, but yeah, I mean, that, that's, I mean, when I think of brokenness, that's what I think of, you know, there was no other way. Mm. I had to be broken. Amen. My, my pride, my pride is so great, you know, that, uh, like I said, I tried everything else I could. Yeah. Ben? Proverbs sixteen nine: the heart of a man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. Mm. I um, I'm sitting here reflecting back on some of the most significant moments of brokenness that I can remember in my life, and the one kind of common theme that I can find throughout all of these that are you know kind of in this moment coming back to my mind is I'm most broken in the situations where I have least control, mm-hmm. but I want to have the most control. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. You know, and I and I think that there is a beauty to brokenness in Jesus Christ. I think about the apostle Paul, Saul on his way to Damascus when when God just broke him mm-hmm. of of everything that he knew. Yes. Everything that he was, his pride, yep. his control, his education, his lofty status or at least his trajectory towards that lofty status Mm -hmm. and in that moment god's brokenness took something that was so uh, just poisoned with pride Mm -hmm. and haughtiness and made it absolutely something that was beautiful through the breaking process Mm -hmm. and i can look back on times in my life of where I feel like I've been the most significantly broken. And in the moment, there were times it felt like that was the end. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to recover from this. It felt that painful. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hurt was that deep in that moment. But now that I look back on it and I go, without that, then that wouldn't have taken place. Then that wouldn't have taken place. It was like a domino effect. Like I wouldn't be who or where I am right now without being broken and the Savior putting me back together. Yes. That's powerful. You know, I, I just look at that and I wanted to kind of key into just a personal basis. And then, you know, I also want to look at how does a church get broken? You know, we talk about that. How, 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 do, how does this work into our personal lives? Is what, you know, and should we seek this? And how do we get this into the church as a whole? What do you guys think about that kind of thing? Mm. You know, for me, I'm just going to key in as that. And we just did a, a 
thing on repentance from Chop for Time, which we encourage you to watch or to listen to. But it was so thing. I think that they go key. They go hand in hand. Mm. Repentance and brokenness come together. You know, when we're broken over our sin, it leads us to repentance. And I, I think that you don't have to just be broken by sin. I like that you said you could be broken by a circumstance. Mm-hmm. It could be a crushing circumstance that just breaks you. Also, we could just be broken by looking at the very character of God and seeing mm-hmm. how wonderful he is and how wretched we are. Yeah. I mean, we just look at him and see, man, his love for us when we are not worthy. And I think, you know, to me, that is the key aspect. When I just see God's love for me and non-deserving as I am, it brings me to a place again of brokenness. Like, wow, who am I that I would deserve your grace and mercy? Because I should be cast into the pit of hell and have a do not get out card stamp right there ever. Yeah. And I am just so grateful. And then that just, again, breaks me before the presence of God so that I become, and I like this word, moldable. Only the broken can be shaped yeah. into something new. Yeah, I, I think you touched on at least the beginning of the answer there, whether it's individually or corporately from a church standpoint, is that um, the realization, the awakening that we need to be broken. Mm-hmm. You know, Ephesians 5, 14, Awake, O you sleeper, and allow the light of Christ to shine upon you. Yes. You know, that uh, that realization of the need to be broken mm-hmm. and need to be moldable because left to our own devices, we, we usually see what kind of train wrecks our life becomes. And unfortunately for I, probably every one of us in this room and most everyone who's listening to this, uh, we don't learn that lesson the easy way. Mm-mm. You know, we, we kind of have to hit the bottom of that to realize uh, that it's in our brokenness that um, that Christ, that, that he begins to remake us. And that's the best option for us. We That control thing again, that pride thing again is like we want to make sure that we are the master of our own destinies. Yes. Oh, this wasn't the destiny I was hoping for. <laughs> what now? So, yeah, that, that, that awakening to our need to be broken. Amen. Yeah, the church, you know, to, to really realize your brokenness, I mean, for one thing, you have, to, you have to be, the Word of God has to be in your focus, you know, at all times because left to our, you know, like you said, back to what you said, you know, un, left to your own understanding, you know, you think you have things figured out. And, and it, aside from our initial broken moment, because, I, I mean, I've shared before that, you know, I, I said in a sermon once that, you know, you won't come to Christ in pride. You know, if you're full of yourself, you, you'll, you'll never come to Christ. But, uh, I, and then I said, well, maybe I shouldn't say you'll never say, you won't, but you, you just, it's not that you can't, but you won't because your pride will not allow it. And so until you're broken and, and to be living in a state of neediness, you know, I think is what you're also you know talking about, because if something's broken, it needs help. Right. Yes. It needs fixing. And yes. so to be to stay in a, in a in a state of neediness. And I believe that's through biblical preaching and teaching at a church, you know, and, and a lot of that is, is, you know, to hear messages like we heard yesterday, you know, to hear warnings. Yes. Um, you know. That we cannot save ourselves, you know, that we are not, you know, Ben has, you know, shared before too, that we're, we, we need to be saved every day. You know, we are saved, you know, 
once by God, you know, he's, he breathed life into us, but there's a certain aspect that we need to be saved every day. Mm. And if, if you don't see your brokenness, you, you're not going to have that attitude. And sooner it doesn't take long before you think I'm, I'm doing great. I don't need, you know, I'm, I'm fine. And so, yeah, there's a lot to that, man. That's a good question. You know, it's a good subject to look at. I think it's important. I'm sorry, David. No, go ahead, please. I think it's important for us to interject here that in order for us to truly be beautifully broken, broken the way that God wants us to be broken, is that we have to understand that we are wholly loved by him. And it's not just an act of breaking for breaking's sake. Right. It is an act of breaking for restoration's sake sake mm-hmm. uh, it's a little bit a couple scriptures here if you don't mind me reading do. jeremiah 18 uh, said that the word came to jeremiah from the lord arise and go to the potter's house and there i will let you hear my words so i went down to the potter's house and there he was working at his wheel and the vessel he was making of clay was spoiled in the potter's hand and then he reworked it into another vessel as it seemed good for the potter to do. Mm-hmm. Then the word of the Lord came to me, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter has done, declares the Lord. Behold, like the clay in the potter's hand, so are you yeah. in my hand. Amen. It's that holy being loved right. that I think is really important because God never breaks us just for us to be broken. No. That's right. Yeah. I think that's important. And I, and, I, and I want to key in that there are aspects of life where people are broken. I mean, we're all broken mm-hmm. in a certain degree. Yeah. There has been things that have happened to us that have crushed us, that have wounded us, that have made us put up super-duper walls. And this is what I'm talking I'm not talking about the original breaking and hurting and even those things because here's the aspect that I want. That's in all of us. Brokenness, hurting, walls. I want to keep people at arm's length sometimes because I, I'm afraid of being hurt that, like that again. But here's what I want to key on. There's a verse in Psalm 34. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. You see, our own salvation is I'm going to build a wall. I'm never going to let anybody get that close to me. Or I'm going to keep you just this far so you can't wound me again. Um, And I think that, you know, God wants to take down those walls because those are our saving ourselves. And God wants to move into there. And and sometimes we're scared because God is going to do the same thing to us that others have done to us. And so we are like resistant to that or I like what you we get complacent Mm -hmm. I've been a Christian for you know how many years there's some people in our congregation they've been Christian for 50 years my question are you still broken Mm -hmm. are you still allowing God to come in and break you because it's not over it's not over yet God saves the Lord is close to the brokenhearted if you're not brokenhearted God is not close to you yeah that's that's a deep one right there we could just preach on that one it is i just love that you know save those that are crushed in spirit yeah god number one wants to touch those people that are broken rather than your own walls that are keeping others and him out god wants you to take those down and trust him with your very life but he wants that brokenness and he wants you to give it to him i think uh the you know the the the, the i'm thinking of a couple that were a pastor and his wife at my my old church they were the seniors pastor and and uh and his wife and and man they they had this this need you know this like childlike need for god mm-hmm. and and they had been christians their entire life we're talking probably 70 years at this point they're like 80 years old now and uh they just moved to uh illinois a couple years ago and 
And I, I just think about that childlike need and how do you maintain that? You know, it's like, I mean, after 60 years mm. and, you know, one thing I know is that they love the word of God, you know, because just like yesterday, the scene, this, this very stern warning, it shows me my brokenness, you know, it shows me where I fall short. And that's what the word of God does. It really shows it, it exposes our how, you know, insufficient we are and our brokenness, you know, and, and that we, uh, but, but like you said, it's not this, this brokenness is like, just like you're there, there's no hope for you. It's like, no, there's hope and it's in Christ. And, and so I just, man, I don't know how to, you know, how that happens, but you see that in some people that they just have this need, Mm. you know what I mean? I love that. A hunger and thirst for righteousness. Yeah. Blessed are the poor in spirit, yeah. for theirs is the kingdom of God. I think that's such a key passage, you know, that poor in spirit. I'm, I can't save myself, and I need to come to God with a need. As he he resists the proud, but right. he's racist. Yeah, I, yeah I, I just think that these this conversation just kind of begs a couple questions. Yeah. You know, anyhow, it's like, uh, okay, how do, we, how do we do this? Yeah. Mm. You know, uh, yes, he's the one that does the breaking, but... God and his sovereignty for whatever reason mm-hmm. you know we kind of have to put ourselves in position to be broken mm-hmm. um, because God sovereign God 100 uh, percent doesn't force himself upon us you know like we have the capacity for whatever reason to resist I love that um, so I, I don't know that I've always been willing to be broken when God wants me to be broken. <laughs> That's for sure. All right. Yes, absolutely. So, so how do we do this? Kelly quoted it at the very beginning, Psalm 51, 23 and 24. The sacrifices of God are broken spirit and contrite heart. These, O oh God, you will let. And if you look at David's sin, he had been in sin with Bathsheba and took a whole year on vacation from God, basically. Yeah. Well, he had a child with this woman after he'd murdered her husband. And then when Nathan said, you're that guy, he was crushed. God had to point it out to him, first of all, you're that guy. And then finally, he repented. But he had to go through, man, he was broken. His child died. Ooh, man. You know, I know that there's people out there that have experienced that. I'm, I always think about that. You know, I have one daughter and I'm like, man, Lord, I'd be crushed if that happened. You know, I'm, and yeah. it, you know, just but I'm you know I feel sometimes just the the fear and the anguish that people have felt from that. Yeah, he had to go through that experience. He had to be crushed, broken. He worshipped the Lord, and then he came and wrote Psalm fifty one and just said, "Man, Lord, I created me a clean heart. Don't cast me away from your presence." He was pleading with God, just saying, "I'm so sinful." And then you know, man, he I know he felt that that true forgiveness that comes from God after he was broken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think one of the biggest things for me is. Just being honest. Mm. Being broken isn't pleasant. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's. We could fear being broken because, again, we lose control. Um, yeah. I had a conversation uh, with a brother last night, just one of those that, uh, just a total God moment that you're in the middle of doing something that you think has zero to do with anything about the kingdom of God. And then the next thing I know, he and I are standing there praying together in the middle of a warehouse Amen. you know just and he you know one of his biggest struggles he was like i can't seem to give up control mm. he's like and i know i can't control it i know i shouldn't control it i know i shouldn't try and i just yeah. you know and um and i said brother you just god has to break that in you and maybe you just need to tell god god i'm worried about giving up control 
Yeah. Just be honest with God. I mean, with David, we see that in his whole life's journey, basically. Yeah. Like, he never really seemed to withhold what he was feeling <laughs> from God. Yeah. Um, and I think that's important for us, too, in our, yes. in our journey to brokenness. It's just yeah. being honest with God. Amen. That's a great point, man. David, you know, that's why David was a man after God's own heart, because he was real with God. And he, he, he was just like good or bad man he just said it you know <laughs> when he was struggling he said it when he you know when he it, but uh you know i was thinking about what you were saying about control and stuff and you know our son jesse i'll I'll throw him out there real quick and just you know because there was man when he was born with with this heart defect you know it broke us you know we were scared and man talk about not having control and we still don't and it's there's there's you know surgery coming up on the 23rd of august and man, it's terrifying, mm. you know, and talk about being broken and not having any control, yes. but we, uh, you know, we have, we have hope, you know, in God. And, um, you know, I was thinking about something else too, but I can't remember what it is right now. So I'm just going to pass the mic, but, uh, <laughs> it was going to be good though. It was going to be probably the best thing that was said today, <laughs> but probably the most profound, but come back. it'll come back. Yeah. So go ahead. He, he, he lost it to his pride. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. You know, I, I here's one thing that when you were talking about this, I think there needs to be a, and this is going to sound hard. We're afraid of brokenness. You said, you know, I don't yeah, know in, in a lot of ways. Yeah. But when you come to that sweetness, I, it, I don't know. I think it was Michael Card or one of those famous singers. You said, you know, brokenness or forgiveness is the pedal that you know when you're crushed the rose is crushed and it leaves the fragrance it leaves behind ah. and I forget exactly the quote you know but I'm sure somebody will post it but um, <laughs> if anybody's listening anyways <laughs> Lord, please let somebody be listening uh, but you know I think that is is the pursuit do you, have you felt what it's like to be broken before God and healed because if you have then you know that's where you want to be mm -hmm. oh you don't want to leave that behind because man that's the that's when you become stronger and more equipped and have more of god in you because god is not breaking you to make you smaller but to fill you more with himself that's the exciting thing man when you're broken you get reshaped into a greater vessel of honor unto the lord and he fills you more with the spirit and then you get excited about the things of god so that you're pursuing god yeah and you're pursuing this man god i want more of you like moses show me your glory and he said man i can't show you all of me but i'm just going to show you a little bit of my goodness i'll just let that pass before you but Moses was so broken. The Bible says about him, he was the most humble man on earth. That's what God said about this guy. And, you know, he was broken. He was a person that said, man, I'm not worthy. I failed you. I committed murder. I did this, whatever. I can't even speak. You know, he was broken. And, you know, then God filled him up with his glory and used him to such a mighty extent. And just because that was Moses, we think, oh, that's so. But that's exactly what God wants to do with each one of us. Yeah. Amen. Closing thoughts. I'm going to go with uh, a thought I had. You know, we all need a Nathan, too. Mm. I'm going to stick with the discipleship yes. stuff we've been talking a lot about lately. You know, and uh, I've used that uh, that story, you know, as for accountability. Um, you know, that we, we always hear about, you know, the you know the whole story of Bathsheba and the, everything. But we all need a Nathan in our lives. Mm. And uh, 
because a lot of times we just we won't see it you know we refuse to or what for whatever reason you know to help us see how broken and how messed up we are you know mm. and uh you were saying something about being broken you know it's like so do we pursue brokenness i mean i'm not gonna we, I, we don't have any time for any more questions but, <laughs> mm. but you know the more that god has broken me and the more brokenness i see in my life and the more that i that i go to him with my brokenness the more i feel at peace in my life mm. and, and the more that uh, i i see i keep my focus on him you know and and the more i see that it's going to be okay Amen. But man, when I'm, when I'm feeling broken and I'm trying to fix it myself and stuff like with Jesse, like I was saying, you know, earlier, that's kind of what I was getting to is like, there's nothing, absolutely nothing I can do to help my son with his broken heart. You know, there's nothing. I cannot do anything. I have to trust doctors mm. and I have to trust God with that brokenness. And man, when I can be in that state of mind and believe me, it, it's hard to stay there. I have peace and I have comfort, you know. But, uh, yeah, beautiful. Well said. I think to uh, pursue Christ is to pursue brokenness. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I, I think the answer to that quick question, you know, answer there is pursue Christ. Yeah. And that will lead you into being beautifully broken. If we pursue brokenness, then we're just pursuing breaking for yeah. breaking's sake. Yeah. Just, um, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Macabre. Yeah. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Yeah. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Perfect description of brokenness. Right? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much. Because it like, And I love that you clarified, we're not pursuing brokenness. No. We're pursuing Christ. Mm-hmm. I want more of Christ. And the path going to be to that is going to be a broken and contrite heart because that's whom God is near. And that's what he's going to lead us to so he can fill us more with himself. Uh, Great stuff today. Love it, buddy. Good one today, Devin. Good one. Amen. Let's let's close out with the word of prayer. Kelly, would you close out? Yeah. God, thank you so much, Lord, for this day. And God, thank you that in our brokenness, God, is where you show us, God, that you are God and we are not, Lord. And and you give us such comfort and peace, God, when we just abide in you, Lord, in that brokenness, God, when we come to you, God, with a, with a humble attitude, humble spirit, Lord. Help us to be humble people, Lord. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you.